Hello friends, uh, this is Anshuman Tiwari and this is my YouTube channel and podcast by the name Manage Better. As many of you know, uh, I focus on the theme of managing better, which essentially summarizes the concept of it doesn't matter where you land in life, you know, you have to keep getting better every day, every week, every month. Uh, there is, uh, this is the Kaizen principle that the Japanese taught us and um, I firmly believe that managing better is the only choice most of us have. And in this, in that uh, line of thinking, I bring to to you today a very interesting guest, a, you know, old time friend of mine, and um, uh, a, already a legend in the quality, uh, I would say, field, and uh, now uh, uh, is a is a very celebrated author as well as speaker on uh, customer service and experience as well. So I bring to you today uh, Debashi Sarkar. is the managing partner of a proliferator advisory and consulting, a firm focused on customer centricity. He has advised clients in India, China, Middle East, Africa, and Europe. Um, he's author of several business improvement books, some of which I have read and uh, uh, you know you should also. Uh, he contributes um, uh, to the Huffington Post, Thrive Global, The Economic Times, and the PEX or the Process Excellence Network um, uh, quite often. He's invited to several leading uh, conferences and um, that's why I'm delighted that he's agreed to be on my show um, very short on time um, and um, you know, uh, well thought after on topics of uh, intersection of customer um, you know, experience, lean, quality, the intersection of these, um, uh, these subjects. Um, we both have a background in quality and uh, that's how we met uh, several years ago. Um, he's worked with several leading Indian companies and global as well. And uh, if I recall, uh, Debashish was India's uh, first um, ASQ fellow, American Society for Quality fellow, uh, for work done in India, right? So there are a few who work, uh, who were fellows before Debashish, um, but uh, worked primarily in the US. Uh, he's recipient of the 2014 Phil Crosby Medal. Uh, 2015 Asian Bankers Leading Practitioner Recognition, 2019 QCI's Quality Champion Platinum Award, and 2020, which is this year, the Simon Collier Quality Award, which is one of the highest uh, quality awards in the uh, across the globe uh, that anybody can win. Right? So, so this is truly an honor and pleasure to have uh, the Bushis with us today to share his thoughts on quality and customer experience. And in the next 20-25 uh, minutes, we will bring to you his thoughts across uh, both these subjects. So welcome, Debashish. Uh, thanks for being here. With this, um, no, maybe, thanks. I can, maybe I can request you for some opening comments, Debashish. No, thanks, Anshuman. I, thank you for having me. Uh, thanks for the uh, introduction. I think it's, it's uh, wonderful being here. I think this is a great initiative that you are really catalyzing and leading. Uh, and I really like the topic. Uh, uh, why, why I like it? Because it's an all-encompassing theme. It's about leadership. It's about execution. It's about excellence. It's, 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 it includes everything. And, uh, and what I've also been observing that uh, the, the videos that you're creating, the podcasts that you're creating, it's just not about quality, but uh, other domains. Uh, so it's very interesting. Honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Anshuman. Yeah. 
Thanks, thanks, Devishi. So uh, we'll get into some of the questions that I thought I'll surprise you with. Um, but uh, knowing you, you might not be surprised. And uh, so um, I think let's let's get started with something that you've been championing for the last few years, right? So I've been you know following you for some time, and um, we've spoken about this earlier. But I think let me summarize this question more as. Uh, I've seen you write and talk about the intersection of quality and customer, you know, and customer experience and the customer service and that part, right? And and um, knowing you, I know this must be a choice. You know? So my question is, why this choice? You know, why this choice of bringing quality and customer service and experience together and write and talk and consult at the intersection of these topics? Yeah, so well, I think uh, that's a very interesting question. So. My work uh, at this moment is largely focused uh, under the umbrella of customer centricity. And there are a couple of reasons, you know, why I've uh, taken up, uh, I'm working on this theme. So the first one, Anshuman, it's essentially, you know, if you really look, look at the various methodologies, you know, which uh, are around the, which, which organizations have been practicing over the last, what, 40, 50 years, uh, you know, uh, they have, of course, addressed customers. It's not that. I mean, they have, they've all been centered around customer. But, you know, uh, what I always felt uh, that none of them really addressed the customer's need holistically. So that's, that's the point. I mean, if you really talk about uh, specific methodologies, you know, they, they talked about addressing uh, a specific pain, but not really, you know, uh, uh, holistically uh, address uh, customer's concerns. So, that's the first reason. Uh, the second, you know, if you really talk about uh, organizations worldwide known for customer centricity, there are only a handful. So there's a big opportunity to add uh, value. The third one, and something which I find very fascinating, and I think you've been, uh, you just mentioned in your uh, introduction, is that, you know, when you work in the domain of customer centricity, you work uh, at the intersection of quality, uh, design thinking, anthropology, brand, leadership, behavior, behavioral psychology. So, you know, it's a very, very interesting space to be in. The fourth reason that I, the, 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 the reason, you know, why customer centricity, you know, when you're really talking to a CEO, often they find it very difficult to connect with methodologies. But, you know, when you uh, uh, anchor it around customer, it's really easy to sell because then, you know, somewhere they find and find a connect with their uh, business uh, outcome. And of course, last but not the least, uh, what I've seen uh, from my experience that, you know, when you're driving an initiative in an organization, if it's uh, anchored around customer, adoption is relatively easy because finally at the end of the day, everybody in the organization is a customer, whether it's internal and external. So, you know, these are the five reasons why you know, uh, this focus on customer centricity, uh, Anshuman. No, thanks, Ebershir. I think I think it perfectly gels with um, how uh, the, you know, the original gurus of quality also talked about uh, quality is that ultimately it should matter to the customer, you know, in Deming, Duran, you know, um, Crosby, uh, uh, you know, where you've won an award in his name and other leaders as well have always talked about, you know, Ultimately, uh, what is important is what matters to the customer. And this is also an area where I have gravitated to moving away from very rigid frameworks or models and saying that, you know, every model is, has to be customized to uh, 
on certain core principles and and customer centricity is one such core principle okay so now that you uh, you know um, introduced the subject of customer centricity to us um story time maybe so uh, what is your favorite story or anecdote around you know quality and uh, customer centricity how it mattered or it changed everything for a company uh, or the other way around right uh, how it ruined a company or some you know something of that kind you know uh, what is top of the mind for you no so there are there are many stories you know there are, there are stories around failure there are stories around success but you know there are there are couple i mean i'll quickly share with you two quick stories which uh, you will find it easy to uh, uh, which which the audience would find easy to connect so you know we were uh, solving a problem uh, outside india for a bank and you've worked in financial services anshuman so you know so the problem that we were uh, solving was essentially around you know uh, uh, around uh, conversion and so you know there was this customer segment uh, of hni clients and uh, so this was uh, a bank not based in india but outside india so they were facing this uh, problem around conversion so you know uh, we were hired to solve this uh, problem the business wasn't growing the numbers weren't coming in so typically you know as consultants yeah. we go in so you know we looked at the whole from the process window you know did the typical whatever you know the value add non value add analysis use tools etc you know optimize the process and and then thought you know we'll get the results so uh, what happened is that we completed the assignment and uh, and then you know the that pilot was successful we came back and what uh, happened after that was very interesting was that uh, the the metrics did go up but it did go up as we had anticipated Hmm. so you know then the ceo of that uh, bank uh, spoke to me and uh, then i uh, visited them again and you know you know as a part of that uh, post uh, you know what, what should i say uh, the post uh, event uh, dissection you know if that's what i can say i decided that let's me really talk to the key people who were a part of this process and uh, so you know when when you are looking at a process like this anshuman you are familiar you know you've got the sales function you've got operations yeah. etc but largely this process was around the sales guys so you know when when i started having conversation around them uh, what i realized that 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 you know uh, that there were fundamental issues around mindsets which needed to be addressed mm. and that is that is a technique that uh, i use and of course it's used wherein you know you can really understand why is a person behaving the way he or she is behaving so when we started having conversation with them we realized that many of these guys who were supposed to be sales guys thought that that was not their job so i mean give you let me give you one small example was that these guys were typically hired in a branch so when they were hired in the branch they thought that their job was largely to do transactions across the counter so they never thought that they'll have to go and sell in the marketplace yeah, so that was yeah. you know one of the thing the other thing that really came out was you know many of these guys were really odd were uncomfortable you know talking uh, uh, addressing you know high net worth individuals so the, so you know there, there were other reasons so you know one of the and then of course you know we 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 put in place a set of uh, actions 
and then then we got the results so you know one of the key lessons uh, for me and uh, for everybody uh, is that you know when you're really trying to solve uh, uh, a problem it's important that beyond looking at the technical solutions please look at mindsets and behaviors because they are a big contributor and you know what i have seen many of us as quality professionals often forget that so that has been one of the very interesting learning and today you know whenever i do any transformation or any assignment you know that's a core element that i really look at together with of course the technical solutions i also look at what is it that we need to do in the space of mindsets and behaviors now fascinating story i think i think debushi is and i can totally uh, you know visualize you uh, actually going after the what you call the psychological and you know the um, you know the mindset issues uh, and i've been through many such um, situations where we did everything that was possible through process and technology changes and still no results or uh, or the results you expect don't come out yeah there is always some improvement definitely and you're right that it is generally the and the uh, so called fuzzy stuff which um, which is very difficult to put on paper or define makes a huge huge difference you know in this case people who were originally hired to do something else and had a completely different mindset could not make the transition to something um, uh, new and and um, i have always believed um, over the last at least 10 10 odd years is that uh, the the way the quality profession moved Uh, in the 25 30 years became extremely internally focused as if you can solve all the yeah. world's problems by looking at your processes deeper and deeper and then keep taking the juice out of operations and after a while there is no more juice left to take out um and exactly. um, that's when you have to look outside and and secondly i think being from you know having spent time in both of us have spent time in uh, the bfsi or the banking sector i think the multiplier effect is immense uh, if you make a significant process change in or, or the sales process change or or the or the value chain change the multiplier is straight away in millions right so the exactly. it's a fascinating opportunity exactly. in bfsi i think for uh, customer service customer experience customer centricity quality uh, feel to come together actually pretty much so yeah uh, thank you thank you for the story um, debashish um this actually brings me to or it's a good segue to the next um, question i had planned for you is that you know um for the last several years you you now as you said you know you now train coach and you know consult around customer centricity so how is this package you know what do you do you know if if a client would come to you um you know citing and and they may not know it's a customer centricity problem right that's the beauty of the whole situation um you know sometimes people just don't know what is um what where which area they need help in so what what do you do what do you typically do or your firm how does it approach this yeah anshuman so you know primarily i would say 80 to 85% of our work is essentially in the space of consulting advisory mm-hmm. and uh, the residual uh, 10 15% is in the space of training workshops etc now uh, your question you know uh, what happens when a client really comes to you with a problem so you know the way i have seen uh, uh, the client always comes with a problem i mean it's not that uh, it will be it will be a, a a plain slate they'll always yeah. come with a problem the question is 
are they is that the i mean is it a symptom or or are they looking at the problem differently right so so uh, i think that's that's where you know we go in and really try and de-layer and find out what is the problem uh, that uh, we uh, that 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 they are solving so one of the things that I, that I that I always do before taking up any assignment, I think I've got two conditions. Mm. The first condition, and so far, by God's grace, I've been uh, successful that I typically don't do any assignment without which doesn't have connect at the top. I'm very clear. Either the CEO or somebody one level below should have a traction in the work that I'm doing. Because, you know, if you don't have to do that, later on, you know, the blame comes on the consumer. So that is also, you know, if you have to drive decisions, you need them. So that is one thing. The second thing that I always do is before taking up any assignment and you've been a consultant yourself, I do a quick organizational scan. And when I do an organizational scan, I look at a set of things to really understand what is the organization all about. For example, I was working for a American, uh, you know, a packaging uh, major in 2018 and 19. So we were doing some work for them in the space of customer centricity they wanted. That was one of their uh, business drivers that they were looking at. So before taking that assignment, I had conversation with the leadership team. I uh, looked at their metrics. I looked at uh, the various practices that they follow in the organization. I sat through a couple of meetings. So typically, you know, I would spend, depending on the size of the organization, anywhere from five days to 10 days to really understand the organization. Then I go back to the leadership team and tell them that this is the problem that we are trying to solve. So I hope it uh, uh, answers your question, Anshuman, if I haven't, yeah. uh, happy to clarify. No, so um, I was looking for a, uh, for our listeners or, or you know, the, uh, of the channel, uh, your approach towards diagnosis, right? So ultimately we have to diagnose before we jump into the uh, solution. And that's, that's some area where that's an area where many of us, um, uh, you know, larger management professionals um, body, you know, sometimes uh, make an error that, you know, we, we take what the problem, uh, the how the problem was narrated to us as the core problem, which is usually not the case, which is which has an analogy, I, I think, in the medical field as well, you know, many times what the, you know, and, and to use the word patient, uh, not to say that the companies that come to us are patients. But uh, the medical analogy is that, you know, uh, patients sometimes don't know what actually is uh, wrong with them. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. you know, there has to be some diagnostics um, to be done. In many ways, um, your profession is also about um, diagnosing first. And once the diagnosis is probably right, like in medical right. profession, usually the remedy also uh, is either simple or, you know, uh, works. So, yeah. So, Thanks, thanks, Debashis, for I think the the overview, and and really speaking to my audience and and people listening to this channel, you don't have to be Debashis Sarkar to uh, take this method to your um, you know company or clients. The the um, you know the, of course if you need his help, he's always there. But uh, the the principles of diagnosis remain the same. You know, understanding what could be wrong, getting a little one or two layer deeper. And the other part that he uh, emphasized was that if the senior leadership doesn't have skin in the game, then pretty much we are wasting our time, right? Because it, it won't happen. The change won't happen, um, is, is if I would summarize his uh, diagnostics approach. 
Um, so yeah, so moving on, uh, the, uh, the next um, question is a little, little bit, uh, you know, um, uh, from our uh, common past and quality. And um, the, in your view, um, uh, and, and we, we are still pretty active in the field. So in your view, what are the, you know, core principles of quality? And I, I've, um, I've been fascinated by your recent series on Dave's wife and would urge all our listeners to probably log into LinkedIn if you haven't checked out Devashish's uh, uh, Dev's five um, you know, pointers on various topics related to quality and customer centricity, um, you should you know, look at it. So um, pin you a little bit, uh, Devashish, what are your five on what is, what is quality or what are core principles of quality uh, according to you? No, so uh, my sense, and Anshuman, you know it, and uh, and many of our uh, audience would also agree that you know quality, as we have we would have practiced earlier, has evolved over a period of time. And uh, the the way I look at it, there are two windows through which uh, you know you can look at. One is, of course, purely uh, from a, a functional uh, you know aspect, wherein you know you look at quality as a parameter and you you improve it. But you know, one thing that I've believed always, and uh, you would have seen in, in, in my writing, at least for the last 20 years, is that if you're really talking about quality, it has to be an enabler for business performance improvement. I mean, mm. that's, the, that's how I really look at uh, quality. So what does it really mean? Uh, uh, which I'll just elaborate in a second. What has happened over the last 20 years, maybe? I think the content of that has changed. Mm. But, you know, quality being as an enabler for business performance improvement hasn't changed and will continue to be that way. Rather, with, with, with change around us, with disruption technology, it'll only be more. So, you know, what are the elements that I believe are very important? I mean, all of us know it, but I thought I should tell you. One is, of course, customer. Second is around uh, leadership. I mean, I, I believe leadership is very, very important. Uh, Third is, uh, uh, is process, uh, all of us know it. Fourth, which is very important, is in the space of culture, mindsets, behavior, psychology, behavioral economics. So, I mean, of course, those are the tools. So essentially the space mm -hmm. around culture, mindsets, behavior, that's the other element. The fifth one is around enterprise alignment uh, because that's so important. Uh, then uh, the other thing is uh, enabling technologies. Right, whether it's uh, intelligent uh, automation or you know, if you really talk about emerging uh, technologies, and of course, last but not the least, you know, uh, uh, looking at things like data analytics, uh, metrics, etc. So that's how I look at quality. And my belief is that you know, if you really want this practice to uh, uh, flourish, uh, become better, we will have to look at it uh, this way. And all of you, including yourself, are looking at it that way. That's my understanding, Anshuman. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that I'm, I'm so glad that you brought in psychology and technology in the same uh, space because you know many many people when I speak to people around on this topic, um, either become overly psychological about it, and, and it's all fuzzy and emotional, or become overly technological and and everything is a tool and everything is digital and you you plug and play and it will it will get better neither of it is true right so the truth is somewhere in the middle uh, for some people it may be more psychology oriented and less technology 
but for others it could be more technology and less psychology but there is a combination of both and so i'm glad that you added these themes to the generally known themes of you know quality which starts from customer and you know the process part and and so on so um, pretty much bringing to the uh, this conversation to an end and i don't want it to end uh, devashish but i think keep sticking to the format that we we are bringing capsules for our uh, listeners uh, what would be your one you know message to um, listeners in general um, from from your recent practice uh, so you know uh, you know if you if i have to give one message uh, which i try and practice i, I don't think i'm successful every time the first i mean that there are there are broadly five elements to it so the first one is adapt i think very very important because things are changing so you need to adapt the second is learn i mean mm-hmm. you are a, you are an avid learner uh, anshuman so second is learn third is while you learn please unlearn right i i mean i have unlearned so much uh, uh, over the last uh, Uh, so many years uh, then the, the fourth one is teach uh, because finally you know if you really want to uh, uh, master in something you need to teach and you've been a teacher yourself you've been an educator and last but not the least apply so so you know these are the five things which i believe every manage for better listener should practice and and you know i am a big fan of acronyms uh, you know it so yeah. you know you can remove remove it remember it through this acronym called a t u l a atula so mm. a stands for you know uh, adapt t stands for teaching u stands for uh, unlearn l stands for learning and uh, a stands for adapt so if you practice this day in day out i'm sure one can manage things for better which is the core, yeah, core uh, team, yeah. value proposition of your port podcast or whatever you are doing yeah. sure no thanks and thanks for connecting it this way devishish because uh, it it truly and all of us have you know uh, to stay relevant important and make an impact uh, have to keep on learning and very importantly adapt and teach and i've been a true believer that you know unless you can teach it in a simple way you probably not learned anything you know so uh, you know it, it, it's very easy to confuse people but it's probably very very difficult to simplify and educate um, people so with that um, uh, devashish uh, we come to an end for of this wonderful conversation i thoroughly enjoyed it i hope you did and to our listeners um, uh, if you haven't subscribed to devashish's um, um, you know post on linkedin um, you know please do uh, some wonderful work he's been doing and of course do get in touch with him if you have a customer centricity and quality intersection issue uh, or want his advice um, i can tell you that from my own experience that he is one of the best in this area with this uh, i'll end this um, uh, session this episode of manage better uh, all our episodes of manage better are available now on um, the podcasts are available now on of course apple google and spotify so do subscribe them uh, last several of these videos are also available now on youtube channel uh, by my name and manage better so look forward to you subscribing to them so that you can listen to what has um, the the earlier podcast and channel uh, the videos and also get alerts on the future ones so till we speak again um, 
manage better. Thank you. Thank you, Anshuman. You're doing a great job. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Ivashi. Thanks, brother.